TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to the Two Guys and a Mike show. Today it's uh, not going to be two guys and a mic. Sometimes when my partner doesn't show up, it's one guy and one mic. But today we're going to have uh, three guys and three mics. We have two of the finest from the Glenbrook South Radio Broadcasting Department. Sam Babitsky and Ben Witnessing joining us. And uh, we appreciate you joining us on the Two Guys and a Mike show. TalkZone.com. It's the coach. We'll be with you up until 11 o'clock. And we do this uh each and every weekday from 10 until 11 Central Time. And, Sammy, you'll be happy to know now via the webcast, your voice not only being heard here in the fine city of Chicago, but your voice is going to be heard in seven different continents and also parts of Idaho and Montana, which we often consider the eighth continent. Well, I think it's great. I think that uh, the more opinions that people listen to... Uh it could could uh, could create some changes in their uh, viewpoints. I'm a little worried, and the uh, fans will get to know you here. Sam Babitsky joining us, pride if not the joy. Well, one out of two is not bad of Glenbrook South High School. I'm a little worried how your opinions are going to go out in the Middle East and maybe uh, in South America, but uh, hopefully in most of the continents you'll come over well. Well, I hope so, because I know the Middle Eastern nations, uh, they have some pretty strong viewpoints on uh, Cubs, Bulls. Uh, let's yeah. see how they're going to follow the Hawks Courtesy here. Courtesy of my partner, the Big Dog, though. Our show, the ratings in the Middle East, pretty good. We're struggling in South America. If you could help us with Ecuador and Colombia. I don't know if you have any connections down there, but that would be much appreciated. But that's the beauty of the web, right? Absolutely, people, yeah. Right? All right. Beautiful. And Sam, uh, real quick, a little bit of background. Sophomore, GBS, I know you've done some uh, sports broadcasting yourself. No, I have, and I, 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 uh, I'm a big part of the uh, WGBK family here that we have at Glenbrook South, and uh, it consists of everything from live broadcasts to uh, weekly shows and uh, everything in between, I guess you can call. Um, it's just something I got into and uh, stuck with it ever since. The WGBK family. What is that out of page three of the Glenbrook South, the radio and broadcasting department? On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate the dysfunctionality uh, of uh, that family? The dysfunctionality of the WGBK ten, ten family. Being the, ten being the most highly coherent, one being the most dysfunctional. Uh, the family get along pretty good. I'll put I'll put it at a ten point five right now. The dysfunctionality. <laughs> ten point five. The ten point five. Wow, off the charts! It's wow. unbelievable. That's pretty good. It's either unbelievable or the teacher who's in charge of giving you your grade <laughs> is listening to the show. I'm going to guess the latter, but uh, we can always hope for the former. By the way, Ben Wittenstein here is big moment. His big moment on the talk zone via the webcast is big mo- uh, 30 seconds before the show. Has to make an emergency bathroom yeah. stop, and I had to inform him, <laughs> unfortunately. And these studios here are beautiful. You guys have seen them. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're terrific. Great, wonderful, see, uh... wonderful studios. Whoever the constructioner was of this office complex apparently forgot about um, bathroom needs because you got to mm-hmm. take, like, practically public transportation to get to the washroom. Yeah, I, I sprinted pretty fast. You did. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, you know, for me, it's like about a 15, I, it's like the L train. I got to go to the blue line, take the purple line, you know, it's like about a 45 minute break. It's unbelievable. But, uh, Ben, great to have you on the show. And I'm Thank just going to take a wild guess. 
based on the dress wear that you guys are wearing, that you're both uh, Chicago Cubs fans. You got a big game today. Yeah. We do. Uh, we're actually going to head over, as you were talking about the lines. We're going to go get the on the yellow line, line to the red line. Bottom line is, this is my first time doing it. I'm not thrilled about it. The bottom line is, <laughs> the first time with it. So you're not driving down? No, I'm not. I, uh, uh, parking at Wrigley is not terrific. Okay. It, it's really it's fun to take the CTA down. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot of fun. He, he right might there. think it's fun. I might think uh, it's scary and dangerous. But now yeah. sophomores in high school, so you guys both just got license driver's licenses or? Uh, well, I did. I got mine so three you weeks are ago. Dropping. Yeah, yes. I'm going to be a sophomore next year. So next year I'll get my ah. license. Okay, I'm excited. All right. Well, we have our uh, station intern put together some driving do's and don'ts that we're going to get to a little bit later in the show for the young kids out there. We probably got some high school kids listening to the show today. If they have any friends, uh, friends of Ben and Sam actually listening to the program, we'll talk sports and more. Over the next hour, you want to join us? Any questions for Ben? Any questions for Sam? Feel free to embarrass them. That's what we do here. I'm just the host. My job is to make them feel uncomfortable. 888-463-6748. That's the phone number. Again, 888-463-6748. We have the beautiful and lovely David Olson, our producer today, answering the phone. And you can't see because he's sitting down. He's actually showing some ankle today. Might even show some knee before the end of the show. It's unbelievable. Uh, you can also email at Mike Two Guys at AOL dot com. M I C short for microphone and the number two Mike Two Guys AOL dot com. We'll read off some of the emails during the show. But uh, Sam and Ben, before we talk uh, baseball, Chicago Bulls season came to an end. I know you guys are both big Bulls fans. Great game last night. Your thoughts on the um, a the game and b the end of a uh, 2010 season. You know, uh, me and Ben spent a lot of time talking about this on our show, oh, yeah. and uh, what we decided is that what what happened last year with the Celtics is completely unrepeatable. Uh, the playoff series, obviously missing Kevin Garnett. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls, I believe, are 1-8 against the Celtics with Kevin Garnett, uh, not including that series, of course. But really from the get-go, we said that, no, this is not going to happen. Uh, Bulls might win one or two. I was thinking they are going to win a good two games. Um but but in the end, I think that it was just too high of a standard for them to, to reach. Yeah, I mean, when people say that, you know, NBA's gotten a little boring to watch because the players have gotten a little too good, I think that they're wrong because, you know, you got this step up. You got LeBron James, and he, he really just showed how amazing he really is against the Bulls because, you know, people were thinking at the beginning of the series that it was going to be like that Boston series. But um, he just took over the games, took over late in the quarter, and the Bulls really had no answer for him. So he just showed how amazing he could be down the stretch and in playoff situations. You guys have probably watched him more. It was the most in a chunk of time I've been able to watch LeBron James play. I mean, maybe I've seen rarely mm-hmm. if I watched him play a whole game. You know, maybe a little bit here, a little bit there, the highlights and stuff. But here I got to watch him play five games. Boy, unbelievable. Oh, I yeah. mean, nobody that big should be that quick. And, Ben, the other thing is I was amazed at his uh, passing ability. Oh, yeah. And his vision of the court, his unselfishness. He's a complete player. Yeah, that's what really – um that's what really caused the Bulls confusion is because he would he would go uh he would get five or six or he'd get five Bulls defenders to come to him and he'd just shove it out to the uh three point line and they'd score all those three pointers with like Mo Williams or um Jamario Moon and they had no answer for that because they had to guard him and they had they, they just you know, they didn't have an answer for that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh they don't call him King James for nothing. He uh game two, I believe, close to if not forty points. Uh I don't think oh, yeah. last That's- night I believe not, not, not over 20. He hurt his shoulder though. Probably under 15. He played with an injured right shoulder yesterday. But some of those shots he hit in game two, the one you're talking about in the fourth quarter, oh, were wow. just. Rid- I mean, well, driving to the basket is one thing. 
mm-hmm. but draining contested three pointers from distance. Yeah. Again, for a guy, a guy that big, should not be able to have that soft of a touch from that far away. It just makes him that much more of a special player. But uh, you were there live, right, watching him one of the games? I was. I was there on uh, game three, I believe. Game three with the with the, the blowout, mm-hmm. the one twenty, I believe, ninety seven. Uh, loss for the Bulls, and it, he just, you know, the way he kind of acts on the court is just phenomenal. He, not phenomenal for the fans watching, he likes to showboat <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. He likes to uh, say, yeah, I just did that, a but trash talk. a little bit. But his the energy that he brings to the floor, he kind of reminds me a little bit of a Joakim Noah, except for, you know, besides the fact that he scores 40 points a game, Joakim <laughs> can uh, get 20 on a good night. Yeah. And, and the way that he carries his team, if... There would be a captain of the Cleveland Cavaliers, hands down. It would be LeBron James. Well, absolutely. That's what you don't see from Derrick Rose, which you know, I, I that's the, one of the big differences between LeBron James and Derrick Rose is that, you know, you see LeBron James out there on the court, and he really has control over his whole team, except maybe Shaq. He's telling his teammates what to do, where to be, um, and how to how to make those baskets. And that's the difference between Derrick Rose because one, Derrick Rose is he's a young player on the team, so you know maybe he he can't step up to that captain role just yet, but. LeBron James really has control over his whole team, so he they do what he wants them to do, and that's why they're in this position, and that's why they're winning the games. Mm-hmm. Bulls fans, uh, season comes to a close. We'll be moving on in future uh, days, future weeks, talking about baseball and the NBA season will start to fade. So if you got some thoughts on the Bulls, the game last night, or uh, the season in general, or any of the other uh, NBA playoff series that are going on now, 888-463-6748, the phone number, uh, Ben, Derrick Rose, you got to remember, his second year in the NBA, the kid's still, mm-hmm. still what, young. 20 years old? Yeah, definitely. He's still, he's still a young player. He got yeah. a lot of Two, three years ago, he was playing high school, but he was in the IHSA yeah. state tournament. LeBron is still pretty young, but he's been, what, six, seven years? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Derrick Rose, uh, people were wondering, mm-hmm. at the start of this year, can this kid take the next step? Mm-hmm. And I think, in my opinion, he clearly oh, took yeah. the next step. Is he there as the complete leader, complete player yet? No, but... He took the next level up. He's going to be a superstar. Absolutely, his shot has gotten so much better from last year. He, he, you know, when he shoots from that uh, free throw line extended shot, if he's inside the three point line, it's almost an automatic make for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and if last year he he wasn't that good at shooting, so you know he he's improved there, and it's it's he needs to improve his defense a little bit, and he'll definitely become a big yeah. part of this Bulls team. Sam, I know you're uh, one of the more semi respected players in the Glenbrook South Intramural Leagues. Real quick for the fans out there, compare your game a little bit. To the Derrick Rose game. Any similarities? Any differences? You know, uh, at the beginning of the season, Derrick Rose, uh, <laughs> he's been surrounded by a little bit of controversy whether or not he can take over the game ah. uh, <laughs> until even in the fourth quarter. But uh, for me, it's uh, from start to finish, I'm leading this team. I'm uh, carrying them to victory. It's, it's all about taking over and uh, so you're, you're showing You're a little bit boss. more of a leader than Derrick Rose. I believe so. I believe oh, I can take a, on Derrick Rose. You can take it to the rim anytime you want. Of course. Against mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah, Absolutely. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Ben, I noticed when Sam in particular was talking about the team, there was a you know the Bulls played nice and stuff, but it wasn't going to repeat like last year. There was a resignation in the voice. I heard from you know all the media people just about talking about you know well the Bulls lost Game Four, they're going to go back to Cleveland and get wiped out. Let's start worrying about who our free agent will be next year. This is before they lost yesterday. Mm-hmm. Everybody just completely counting the Bulls out. I was like. I felt like an island unto myself saying, no, 
I mean, I know they lost game four, but I watched game two in Cleveland. Yeah. We lost, but we took the game to the Cavaliers. Game three, we won. The Bulls were playing good. And even though they didn't win, they proved it last night. So I disagree with Sam a little bit. I think the Bulls put up some fight. They went down, but they proved, uh, I think, to other NBA teams, NBA fans, uh, that they could compete, almost knocked off the Cavaliers. Yeah, you know, if, you know, the one thing that we could have won, we easily could have beaten the Cavaliers is free throws. We, we missed, I don't know how many we missed, five or six or seven. We missed all those free throws, yep. Law Dang, Todd Gibson, down the stretch, and you can't have that happen. And I mean, granted, you know, the uh, Cavaliers are not great for free throw shooters themselves, but you know, if the Bulls just made that, we only lost by two points. And if we would have made three free throws, there you go, that's the win for us. Bunch of free throws. Now, to be fair, the Cavaliers, in the first three quarters, they, yeah. uh, they were brick city also. Yeah, they were, they were pretty bad. <laughs> But uh, two Derrick Rose shots in the last five minutes, two of them, right, mm-hmm. went down and out. Yeah, right. I mean, those were huge. And I don't know if you guys want to comment on the officiating, but uh, let's just say the referees were not particularly friendly no. to the Bulls the final eight minutes of the game. No, they they went to that review board more times than I could count. I, I've never seen refs go to the um, go to the review board more than I saw them do it, and that's not good because you gotta you gotta believe in your calls and you gotta make the right calls. And some of those calls, you know, with the that stretch about two or three minutes with Shaq and Brad Miller, that was that was terrible. <laughs> he picked up four fouls, right? That that in was terrible. Minutes. Yeah, that was that was bad. I don't know. Brad Miller wasn't doing anything. Absolutely, he was doing nothing, and Shaq, Shaq was pushing is a on him. Big fat. Lard of Wayside. And, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, show me some basketball skill. Now, yeah. maybe at the end of his, when he gets the ball, what does it take, about 45 seconds before he shoots? Oh, yeah. At the very end of the 45 seconds, he'll maybe show me one move. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But, you know, catch it in, back it in, back it in, elbow, and they're, elbow, they're like bumping the each other. First of all, it's not basketball, and B, I agree with you. What's the defensive guy supposed to do? Those were yeah. bad calls. I don't know, Sam, if you are a Shaq O'Neal fan. I never was, and after watching this series, I'm even less of one now. You know, I I'm not a big fan of him. I had a uh, off court incident with him once that I'm not. You did. I, I, you want to talk about it, or I don't want to bring up any past. I mean, I, I can. Uh, it affected your childhood, or you know. You know, it didn't affect my childhood. It affected <laughs> my. Uh, my view on this guy, who's you know a big family man, he's on all the TV shows. The what is he? The Biggest Loser, where kids try to lose weight. He's yeah. he makes himself open in the community, but when you honestly see him off the court, kind of in a in a scenario where he's under he's under a lot of pressure, he he can he can turn ugly very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and this all happened, uh, I believe, two years ago in the when the Bulls played the uh, Miami Heat when he was still on the Miami Heat. It was at the United Center. Uh, I was at the game, and over the tunnel, he was coming back out after halftime. During the first half, he picked up four fouls and two points. This guy's mad. He's angry. Heat are down by a lot. I, uh, you know, I, I might have said something obnoxious to him. I said, so hey. now he's he's walking <laughs> off the court at halftime. He's coming back on the court after on halftime. On the court, okay. <laughs> and uh, you know, I might have said something obnoxious. I said, hey, Shaq, sign this, do this, you know, whatever. He turns around, and uh, he gives me the finger, and I. <laughs> After that happened, I'm like, whoa. You know uh, what? I don't condone that action, but the fact he gave you a response, uh, even though I don't like Shaq, quite frankly, he just went up in my eyes. Guy scores two points, picks up four fouls, and he's getting razzed from an eighth-grade kid out of Glenview, Illinois. Give me a break. And then he, uh, knowing Sam, he probably ran away. No, I didn't run away. I, you know, I I was shocked, honestly. And then he, Did did you give him the finger back? No, I did not give him a finger no, back. No. He's almost a seven-foot guy, and I'm, you know, uh, 
wearing jean shorts and a t-shirt and uh, standing up in the stands and looking down at this. He was probably just indicating we're number one. You know, <laughs> well, like well let's hope so. That's, that's mm-hmm. probably what he was doing. Interesting. All right. Well, see, we're finding more about Sam's childhood here. You start okay. to put Ben. The more you talk to Sam, you start to put all the things together, and it kind yeah. of explains the current behavior, doesn't it? His life is just one big puzzle that, <laughs> as, as you get to know him, the pieces just kind of go together, and you find out who Sam Babitsky really is. <laughs> we used to do a segment. I don't know if we're going to have time for it today, but people would write it. Well, you guys used to do it. And we actually carried over our radio show, What Would Babitsky Do? <laughs> All kinds of uncomfortable social situations. That's great. People would write in, and then they would have, we'd have like a little gong, and it would be, What Would, in this situation, What Would the Great Babitsky Do? It was a great segment. That's great. It was great. I think it was. It uh, let me really express my wisdom, my, uh, <laughs> my uh, cultural abilities, and uh, put more of those puzzle pieces together. Right. Absolutely. That's great. Oh, goodness. All right, so uh, we send out the swan song. Cavaliers move on. Bulls put up a heck of a fight, uh, hopefully in the offseason. Uh, ben, there's a few guys the Bulls could hope to pick up. You, you look at the current roster, if they get one star, mm-hmm. we could be right there in contention next year, maybe not. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I really was hoping that Miami would get um, would lose just by four games to Boston, but they did win one, that one game because of Dwayne Wade. But I'm, I'm happy to see that Miami did lose because – the more Miami loses, I hopefully the more Dwayne Wade wants to leave Miami, and his first option would have to be to come to Chicago. Yep. Um, and then also with the Toronto, because we beat them out for the last spot in the playoffs, I'm ha- I have to think that Chris Bosh, you know, is is looking at us and thinking it's a good possibility to come to us because we did beat out his team for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Why? I think I think that with all the rumors and talk about uh, a big star player coming to Chicago, I personally don't think anything's going to happen. I think the biggest change the Bulls are going to do this offseason is. Uh, Switch head coaches. I know Doug Collins from ESPN is interested in that job. Uh, Doug Collins, really? Yeah, Doug Collins oh, and uh, Avery Johnson, also yep. the former Mavericks coach. What would you say, Avery Johnson? Avery Johnson. <laughs> I'm taking over the Chicago Bulls job. We're going to play tough and rough. <laughs> Avery Johnson, I like him. He, he, I do, too. He, he, he led Dallas to, uh, what is it, four or five winning seasons, yeah. maybe even more. And he's a coach that was a championship point guard. And he's going to be coaching a team with a point guard as their star player. Mm. I, I hope it's going to be him, but uh, Doug Collins also has a bunch of uh, coaching experience. So I see you rolling your eyes, but well, I, I'm only doing that. I love a. I hate to lose Doug Collins as an announcer. He's an awesome announcer. Yeah. B. He's done this thing before where he takes the coaching job, and he's enthusiastic and he's energetic. But it happens every time, Ben. He gets so wrapped up, he gets so intense within. Just over a year, mm-hmm. the team can't take him anymore. He's starting to have a nervous breakdown, and I'm only rolling my eyes because I would hate to see it for his sake. Mm-hmm. I know it's tempting, but coaching—he's just—he's just too wired of an individual to coach. Yeah, maybe his son Chris. Yeah, man, I—you I, know—I don't know. It's gonna because Vinny Dunninger has to leave. I mean, there's no way he's gonna stay after this because. Just all the news of the confrontation with John Paxson and them getting into a fight and all that. You can't really have that. You can't have the same thing happen next year and next year and next year. I mean, you got to get rid of him because you can't have your vice president get in a fight with your coach and not have something happen with either one of the two leaving. And it's definitely not going to be John Paxson who's going to leave. You know, what I said about Doug Collins, I don't know how well you guys remember John Paxson before he was the GM, but the same thing's true about Paxson. He was... Before he took the GM job as an ex-player, and then he was an announcer, right, for a couple years? Yep. Mm -hmm. Nice guy, loose, relaxed, easy to talk to. He could have fun. The guy takes the general manager's job. Mm -hmm. And, like, over the course of how long has it been, four years? 
Probably a good four yeah. years, yeah. You know, he has morphed into, like, totally tight-laced, totally uh, yeah. unpersonable, gets into a fight with his coach, doesn't speak to the media anymore. You watch him in the crowd, doesn't look like he's having fun. He's wrapped up tighter than a 10-pound drum. It's Boy, I know the coaching thing is uh, there's pressure, but... Man, step back and relax a little bit. It's a basketball game. Yeah. It's not the uh, you know Iraqi war. Yeah, I don't. You know, he was so, he was so great with the Bulls in yeah. the championship years that it's sad, you know, to see him kind of I guess get ruined by the business that he he's not having a fun time with his job and you know that's definitely going to affect how the coaching the decisions gets made and just how it's gonna it's the ripple effect. It goes all the way down to the players. Sam, if they offered it to you, if Paxson does step down, I don't want you to make any big announcements now, but uh, would you, as a future Glenbrook South junior, take the job and skip your last two years of high school? And take the Bulls general manager job? Or coaching. I'm going to go ahead and say no. I'm going to go ahead and say no because... You want your education first. No, not the case. The case is that I want to to be the star point guard first. When I retire, I'll climb up the ladder and I'll uh, have a seat in Vinny Negro's old chair. End up like Lindsey Hunter? (laughs) <laughs> like Lindsey Hunter, the assistant. What is he? The assistant uh, player I, training yeah. manager, was, assistant. He just, you know, he just retired in the middle of the season. Hydration manager, yeah. everything. <laughs> Gets out the Gatorade. It, it is amazing how many co- coaches these teams have. I always get a kick. I read on the paper in the little transaction section. I have a very lonely life, so I'll read some of the fine print in the sports page. You know, Cornell University hires uh, you know Joe Glickenstein. <laughs> assistant tight ends coach of the football team. <laughs> assistant. You know, how many tight ends do they have? There's like three tight ends if you're lucky. You got two coaches for them? It's, it's unbelievable. 888-463-6748. You got questions for Ben? Got questions for Sam? Or God forbid you actually want to ask me something, feel free to dial it up. You can email also. <laughs> you can email also at Mike. Two guys at AOL.com, M-I-C, the number two. Mike, two guys, AOL.com. Our producers, David Olson, the beautiful and lovely Randy Myers on the other side of the glass. By the way, guys, I don't know if uh, you uh, realize or not, we are webcasting. They put cameras oh, in there. That's... So there's one over there, one behind you, Ben. There's one here. And I think they haven't told me yet, but their one is like on the ground. Oh, that just rotates around. And I don't you know, know where it is. Every once in a second, one of the Groundhog games that, you know, yeah. you try to like. <laughs> I try to find it, but I think there's a ground cam, too. So um, Yeah, we were worrying about which uh, which camera would get my best side. At the like like you said, show. Coach, we got to make sure our uh, our shining side yeah. is the one that's yeah. getting viewed to so all the listeners gotta, here. If you got an itch, nice. just be careful where you're scratching. Wait till, the, uh, wait till we're on break. All right, <laughs> 888-463-6748. And real quick, let's pub your uh, show and the station. The club breaks off. I know they play some great music at times, too, so talk about that and your show in particular. You know, uh, the music, I think I have some uh, yeah some issues with. We're, we're a college right. radio station, so we're going to be playing okay. some um, grunge rock, I guess some hard hardcore rock and roll music that's... And personally, that's just... Has an me. acquired taste. I actually... Maybe this is the problem, but I actually enjoy some of the music. That's not a problem. That's, that's, uh, that's great. That might be the first problem. to your opinion. And, uh, yeah. Right. What, what is the station uh, call letters? The station is uh, WGBK. Uh, GBK. WGBK. Mm-hmm. Not GBS. No, nope. because we what share it with, share uh, with Glenbrook, Glenbrook North. North. What's the K stand for? Glenbrook. Glenbrook. So okay. the G, I got G and the K. Okay. Sorry. Brain uh, cramp. Uh, what, what numbers? Uh, 88.5 FM. Uh, WGBK. And uh, me and Ben are on every Saturday morning from 9, 9 to 10. 10 in the morning. So you guys have your own show. Yes. Yep. This is outstanding. What's the name of the show? Uh, we call it For the Love of the Game. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Talk sports, just like you. 
well, just like here, maybe we have a, one more member of our broadcast team. Yes. Jason Gross. He unfortunately was not able to make it here today. He is being productive on the member, mm-hmm. on the part of the Glenbrook South baseball team. Cool. So congratulations Very to cool. him. And uh, so every every Saturday, mm-hmm. nine until ten, in the mornings, not night, right? No, in the mornings. Yeah. In, the in the mornings, morning. for the love of the game, eighty-eight point five WGBK, and uh, you can. Look. There's also we're on the internet too. We, on yeah, we're GBSRadio.com. Okay. GBSRadio.com, and you just click listen live, and you can get us mm-hmm. live anywhere in the world on the internet. Beautiful. Beautiful. Come a couple of young uh, future up and comers. We're gonna take a quick break. There's a veteran. He was an up and comer. Now he's a been there and done that. Not his way downhill. It's our producer David Olson. Uh, it's the coach with uh, Ben Wittenstein and Sam Babitsky. Couple of up and comers in the business. Uh, I hope. Down the road, when you guys become famous in the business, that you will remember this appearance here. Always remember the little people on the way up because you'll see those same people on the way back down. <laughs> Look at Sam. He'll, I'll see him in 15 years here. Who? Huh? <laughs> Never heard of it, Coach. Get out of here. I will take a quick break. Back in a minute. Phone lines open. Dial it up. 888-463-6748. Three guys, three mics. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and we do welcome you back shortest breaks in the uh, radio business that's here see us here on the talkzone.com the two guys at a mic show today it's three guys and three mics the big dog is uh off today ben wittenstein sam Bobitsky, the pride if not the joy glenbrook south high school uh, Day off of school. You guys aren't skipping school, right? It's a legitimate day it, off of school. It's a legitimate day off of school. Yeah. What is it, a holiday? I'm not Juniors aware of Juniors have their ACT tests, ah. I think. Beautiful. Well, that'll be me next year. So, uh, so next year, Sam, while Ben is off of school and the rest of the school is celebrating a day off, you and your number two lead pencil will be doing <laughs> some quality time over at the high school, huh? Oh, Sounds God. something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. Well, I got, a, got exactly <laughs> a year, so... Start counting down now, 365 days. Uh-huh. Start the countdown. Start very, the countdown right Very, now. very nice. All right, let's talk some uh, baseball here. You guys are going down to the Cubs game today. They uh, had a four-game winning streak broken yesterday. Babitz, they're playing a little bit better. No bats yesterday, but uh, overall the Cubs 
kind of the picture of mediocrity at 10 wins, 11 losses. You think they can turn things around, or is this going to kind of be the way it's going to be all season? Now, let's keep in mind that the season is 162 days. Yep. Six, games. 162 games, excuse me. Now, we've played 21 games. Yep. Now, my math isn't perfect, but I'm pretty sure 21 divided by 162 is a lot less than... Is your math teacher listening to this process? I don't. I doubt it. Okay. Uh, okay. He, he's a private guy. But but let's think about it this way. Let's think about the positives that the Cubs have had. Uh, they're starting pitching. Phenomenal this season. Every single day, day in and day out, the starting pitching gives the Cubs a chance to win. Yep. Even though you have guys like Tom Gorgelani, 0-3. 0-3, he's... In, in all three of those games, the Cubs' offense did not erupt. Um... Yesterday he gave up th- uh, two runs, one of which, and then the Cubs, or maybe even three runs. Uh, the Cubs did end up losing two, four, but but I think that the Cubs' bats is really what the problem is. Uh, we talked about Marlon Bird. Marlon Bird, Ben, you said that was uh, is a lot better than expected. Not not even comparable to Milton Bradley last year. Love oh, yeah. Marlon Bird. I, I like him. He's, He's the anti-Milton Bradley. He smiles. Absolutely. Has fun out there. Actually enjoys his teammates. Yeah, and you know that's the one thing that's gonna look good for the Cubs this season is that they're not gonna have any of these distractions. They're not gonna have the Milton Bradley distraction in the locker room. Um, I don't know from two years ago if you guys remember the Lou Pinella getting fired distraction. Um, I, there, it's all baseball right now. And besides maybe a little bit of Alfonso Soriano, it's not happening off the field at least. It's it's something that they could fix that's on the field that'll help with their play. Um, and if they if they play the Milwaukee Brewers for the next, uh, you know. 140 <laughs> games. I think they'll they'll win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Well, so far 10 and 11. But um, Sam, you mentioned the starting pitching better than expected. That really start of the year was a question mark. The starting pitching has come through. The hitting has been disappointing thus far. Are you a little worried that right about the time the hitting starts to come through, Ramos Ramirez discovers his bat that the starting pitching will start to fade. I'm just hoping everything. At some point, clicks and sync at the same time. Well, that's that's kind of the main goal. Uh, you want a completely balanced team, and the only way that happens is both the offensive and defensive side of the of the ball. Um, I don't think the Cubs at the beginning of the year, the first five six games, they had some error issues with their infield outfield. Afonso Soriano, what is it? Oh, two God. errors in one game, one error in the next, two more in the other one. But I think that I think that once the Bats start going. Uh, things are going to get turned around. We now see that the bullpen hopefully got some more strength from uh, from Big Z. Mm-hmm. He's had two appearances, both of which he left one run in the first. Nothing, I believe, in the second. Could have been ben, vice you, versa. Uh, when Loop, Uncle Loop and Yela made that move, did you like it, dislike it, or you know, somewhere in the vast in between? It seemed a little too quick for me, but it, it seemed like something that was needed to be done because he came out, I think it was Carlos Silva who pitched, and then he came out and had the save, and he didn't give up any runs, and he looked pumped that he got, you know, some strikeouts. So, you know, maybe if he gets used to this bullpen um, for the whole year, he might come in handy if, you know, we got in the playoffs, if they get to the playoffs. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But, you know, if if a pitcher gets tired and he could come in in the fifth inning and, you got a starting pitcher right there that can go four strong innings. If he's if he gets back on track and if he gets to the to the old Carlos Zambrano, who you know, I don't know if he can control his emotions because you saw that he wanted to control his emotions coming into this year, and you saw what happened. See, I'm going to make a prediction. Could totally blow up on me, but I think this thing's going to work even better than uh, Uncle Lou or Jim Hendry or the fans predict. A, you got Zambrano's got that. Uh, He's wired, he's intense, he's competitive, 
outwardly. He's, he's very emotional. And he's going to get into more games. Mm-hmm. He's going to get to play more. And I think that's, that's going to feed off each other. And the more he, it's almost, it's maybe this is a bad comparison, but it's almost like the drug addict or the alcoholic. But the yeah. more you get it, the more you're going to want it. And I think he's the kind of guy, you look at his legs, you look at his rear end and his arm, he's the kind of guy that could go out there almost every day and maybe get stronger. I mean, he could become just an absolute bulldog mm-hmm. out of the bullpen, thriving on that everyday intensity. And then here's my final point where this might work uh not just good, but, I mean, hugely good. He might be like a star reliever. A lot of his emotional outbursts are, as a starting pitcher, you pitch, what, once every five days? Five, five yeah. days, yeah. All right. So you, it's all pent up. I'm not a psychologist. I just play one from 10 to 11 Monday through Friday. But the buildup, the buildup, the buildup, now he has his big pitching day, right? Yeah. You with me here? Yeah. And something goes a little bit wrong, and he just explodes. Now he's not going to have the buildup. He won't be constipated anymore. He'll be back regular, and I don't think he'll have those emotional buildups. So you put all that together, I think this experiment is going to work much better than even the Cubs thought. Mm-hmm. And with Ted Lilly coming in, you know, pitching a pretty solid game, and then you got Carlos Silva, who's been a big surprise, who's been terrific, yeah. you know, has has a very good ERA. Before he was just big. Now he's actually a big surprise. Yeah, yeah, he, he's definitely a big surprise for me. I mean, we got him for we got him for um, Milton Bradley, didn't we? Yeah. From so. It's a good swap off right there. I, I think we got the good end of the deal there. Um, so you know our pitching situation is is okay. It's it's better. And with Carlos Zambrano on the bullpen, you're right. You know he'll come out every day. And um, you know it, the thing is he's he he's a nine inning pitcher. So we know that he can pitch along without his arm getting tired. He can pitch a lot of innings. So if he comes in in the sixth inning, his arm is fresh. He he has the uh, arm of a nine inning pitcher, he can come out and you know still be pitching those ninety ninety five mile per hour fastballs, ninth inning. I think that what kind of got Carlos Sembrano a little bit frustrated is that he thinks he's going to be able to come back into the starting rotation by the end of the year. Now I think that the Cubs front office has different plans for him. They uh they kind of want him in their long term, mm-hmm. and you know of course Z said yeah I'll I'll do this. Um, he doesn't have much of an option, but I think that he's. I think that he he's comfortable, but he much pr- prefers so, to be those that nine inning guy that Ben said, the one that so you're not, takes you're it not, from start to finish. You're not buying into my theory that the more he does it, the more he's going to like it. You know, Z, I, I don't know him personally, uh, but I, I I have a feeling that he's he's a guy that he wants he wants that one day that he comes out shines, does a phenomenal job, and not little itsy bitsy pieces where he does a solid job, good job, decent yeah. job, and one thing that. I think can kind of backfire in your plan is that he can have a bad outing, and this one bad outing can turn into multiple bad outings. Because if you said he's pitching every day, every other day, <laughs> one day he lets up four or five runs, the next day yeah. he's not the same. As beautiful a scenario as I painted, you are correct. There's the opposite scenario where the entire thing could completely blow up. Levon Hernandez shuts down the Cubs yesterday, a 3-1 to one Nationals win. Ben, you got Ryan Dempster out on the mound today going up against Luis Achilano. Hmm. How do you pronounce his last name? Achilano. Uh, Achilano. Achilano. What do you know about this kid? If you don't know anything, do what Joel does and just make it up. Does he like to keep the ball down low? Uh, he does. He, does he, he like to he, work quick? He he does. He loves to you know <laughs> get those curveballs in there, get those fastballs, fool the fool the batter, get those strikeouts. You ever hear Ron Santa when Pat Hughes does that? No. Ronnie, tell us about the new San Diego Padre. Every guy, Santo has no clue. 
<laughs> well, Patty likes to keep the ball down low. He likes to get ahead and gets everything. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Oh, I like what Joel said yesterday. The what team was pitching? Um, C.J. Wilson. So I went through the whole bit. I asked the big dog, "What do you think about C.J. Wilson?" He goes, "Well, he likes to work slow." He goes, because he usually gets shelled after an inning or two, so he likes to work as slow as he can and enjoy the brief time that he's out on the mound. Uh, at any rate, though, you're hoping for a victory today. You, uh, home game, and you guys got oh, tickets. God, where, are you sitting up close, or are you uh, upper deck? No, me, me and Ben, we have we have a controversy on where we're sitting. Yes, we do. Ben went for the $14 <laughs> tickets. No, $14, but they... I have a feeling we're going to be sitting in those bathrooms with the with the tub, the, with, the, <laughs> with the no urinal tubs. It's not bad. We got um section, what was it, section 219. We are uh, row ten, I think it was. Okay. Now, so if any of the they're, callers they're know where this seats. is, if this isn't located somewhere across the street, please let us know. They're, they're I'm very, a little they're bit worried seats. as of right okay. now. They're, he, he's a little worried that we're not going to be able yeah. to see anything. You know, we're going to be under the um, the roof of the second yeah. level. Sam has very high standards. He's, no, he's he a 50-yard line guy. He likes to be warm. He likes to be uh, you know, waiter service. He's the man with high standards. Absolutely. And I suggest Low productivity, but high standards. <laughs> I suggested... I suggested... <laughs> I suggested bleacher seats to him, but you didn't want to. You didn't want to take the bleacher seats. I, you know, when we came to the studio, you told me it's going to be cold today. I originally thought it was going to be hot. No. Nope. <laughs> hot weather mean bleachers. We don't go well together. I get See, but the sun is going to be out, and if it's, you know, it's always ten degrees colder by Wrigley because it's by the lake, and if it's supposed to be what, like sixty three, sixty four today, it's going to be about fifty five there. We're going to be in the sun in the bleachers. You know, it might warm us up a little bit. It could have been okay, but knowing there, if we go to the bleachers, I want to sit. I want to sit the first couple rows. If a home run comes, I'll, I'll be the one to grab it. But besides yeah. sports, one of our favorite topics here on the show, me and Big Dog, is food. Uh, give us an idea of some of the cuisine yeah. that the high school kids today might. Wrigley Field, by the way, not nearly as good as Sox we Park. We were, we were just, we were we were just, just talking about that. On the car right here. Yeah, uh, possibly going to split a foot long buffalo dog. You know, we we got big boy Andrian coming with us. Andrian Nanos, uh, another member of our loves 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 the food. Loves he's, he's, he's going to grow up to be a food critic. So you've got your taste tester with you. We do. He's gonna he's gonna evaluate everything. If anything's poisoned, uh, Andrian I don't think would know a baseball from a basketball. But you send no. him for food. If he misses three innings, he won't mind. Absolutely. He he that that's what he does. That's why we're bringing yes. him along. But you know, I've I've actually <laughs> been to U.S. Cellular Field only like two or three times. So oh. I I haven't been able to enjoy the food there. I'm not. I I haven't had. I haven't been there in a couple of years, so I don't know how good the food is. Mm-hmm. But Wrigley, you know, I'm I'm a hot dog kind of guy. I love okay. I love Chicago style hot dogs, um, and Wrigley makes one of the best in America, and I'm happy with that. I I think they 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 make some pretty good hot dogs, and you know that you got all the restaurants around Wrigley too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got McDonald's. They have a McDonald's there. They got a 7-Eleven. Um, <laughs> they got they got they got the good wow. they got the good food around there. Now, now for me, a hot dog is a hot dog, but then there is also the kosher dogs. The kosher hot dogs. I'm not. I'm not too fond of those, but mm-hmm. I think a hot dog's a hot dog. Uh, I think I, I'm personally not the not the ballpark kind of food guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I have a soda. I have a maybe I have a hot dog once in a while, but I enjoy the after the game, the uh, Billy Goat Tavern uh, stuff like that. All right. You have not mentioned uh, my personal favorite and a long time tradition: the peanuts. Oh, did peanuts they, are great. Did they at fit in somewhere? I know. I love the peanuts at Wrigley. I, 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 when, when I go with my parents, we always buy it from outside the ballpark. That's a key. Because inside. Get the big bag. Absolutely. They're now, huge. Warning. Warning in advance. I don't know. Maybe I just went there on a bad day. I did go to opening day, invited by, uh, my good friend Smith Barney Steve, a fine listener to the show. 
And I was looking, like I always do, outside the park. You buy the big bag of peanuts for like mm-hmm. four bucks, right? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's huge. A third of the size for Absolutely. five bucks inside the park. And they were nowhere to be found. So I don't know if the police have confiscated those guys, if it's not allowed anymore, hopefully. I thought they were part of Wrigley because they have, you know, the Wrigley right. things on. I, but that, that's, well, I doubt they're part of Wrigley Field because they're selling the smaller bag of peanuts inside well, for twice true. as much. So that's I don't, true. I'm not sure how that works, but uh, that's, that's always my first staple. The first couple of innings, I got my bag of peanuts, make a nice mess below these. So now every time somebody goes by to pass, makes me stand up, they got to step in the crunch. <laughs> That's always my plan. And then go from there. The hot dog, um, my hot dog days have come and gone, Sam. I'm sad to say. You're not not a big fan of the hot dogs? Not anymore. I mean, I am. I am. I'm just, uh, my doctor is not a big fan of the hot (laughs) dogs. My cholesterol level continues to soar. If I'm going to splurge, it's not necessarily on a cold Wrigley Field hot dog. I was all excited. This year they were supposed to with the new owners. Mm-hmm. The Ricketts, you know, yeah. the concession stand is supposed yeah. to be much better. I didn't notice a whole lot. There is the Tom buffalo the... dog, which I was going to try, but the only one they had was the foot long. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not ready to try, you know, one foot of buffalo meat. <laughs> a little smaller size, I might have taken a shot at it, but that was too much. I wasn't ready to jump into buffalo quite that much. But, uh, all right, big Cubs game. You got Ryan Dempster pitching. He's been very, very good. He's been good. He's been 2-0. and What is it? 2 one point two point six zero. Two point six. No, it's not bad. I mean, you mm-hmm. give up two runs a game, you you have a good chance of winning the game. And, but yeah, our offense is capable, absolutely capable of scoring three runs. But you know, you can't you can't have your two biggest hitters have a two hundred average and lower. I mean, you got Derek Lee with a two oh three batting average, and you got sadly you got a Ramos Ramirez at the lowest batting average on the team at one fifty. Um, so you're gonna have Ramos Ramirez has to get out of his slump. Um, it's he has to do it before. October, and you know, knowing with a guy with like Ramos Ramirez, he can hit um, two or three home runs, um, you know, in a couple of days, but then go on that slump once again for another week and not play well. So he he the key is to get for him to get hits and not home runs because hits get you out of a slump. Um, usually home runs don't. For some reason, ben, uh, Sam, there's a lot of guys I worry about. Ramos Ramirez, just to me, I know he's not hitting very well after 20 games. Not worried. This guy is such a quality hitter, such a clutch hitter. I just there's other guys I'm worried about. Aramis, I'm, I'm fairly confident will come out of it, and probably pretty soon, maybe today. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Aramis uh, Ramirez, he, uh, I think he's Mr. Clutch on the Cubs. Uh, that role used to belong to Derek Lee. Derek Lee, I've seen a little decrease in his performance the past couple of years, but uh, right now I think Aramis is the guy who who's got the power bet. Mm-hmm. Um, Alfonso, he's not been up to par, in my standards at least. Maybe Ben's are a little bit lower, but I'm wearing his jersey. Alfonso's been going down. Um, I'm I'm fond of Ryan Terrio. Ryan Terrio, he's uh he's a solid player. He gets solid contact on the ball. He's sixteen hits in his last thirty at bats. He's on a tear. He is on a tear, and that's why I like him so much. He's also a good fielder, shortstop, captain of the infield, and. He's a young player. guy. He's got a ton of years left. And, uh, it's he's, amazing he's when you've got great. a 19-year-old future superstar ready to take your position. Mm-hmm. Interesting, isn't it, how well you play? Talking yeah. about Starling Castro, the great uh, AAA player who's ready to step in and play, but right now Therio's got the job. Yeah, he, he you know, he's just a solid player. He's not going to give you, 
He's not going to give you 30 home runs in a season. He he's going to give you that on base percentage though of 400, 500. He's going to get those hits and he's going to come up, you know, in the clutch. But you know who's really has surprised me is Tyler Colvin. Yep. And he he's batting. I think it's like 324 or something. He has three homers. Um, he hit some big homers in Milwaukee, and he's he's just a he's one of those big surprises again for me. That is is a is a wonderful surprise. Big welcoming to the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Kid's a ball player. Definitely. I mean, you just watch him out there. He is a major league ball player. Mm-hmm. Fields smart, not speedy, but he runs the bases well. Pure hitter, a little bit of power. He's just he's just a good solid ball player. He he took the place of Reed Johnson, I think. Because Reed Johnson was sort of like him, Good you know. Player, he, he's he's yeah. a solid baseball player. Um, going to give you those hits, maybe a couple home runs. Um, mm-hmm. and it's sad that Jim Hendry let him go, but Tyler Colvin looks like he's filling that spot. Mm-hmm. All right, talk. It's a baseball here with uh, Babitsky and Wittenstein, two of the finest from Glenbrook South High School. A couple of young kids who played uh, baseball at the highest level, except high school, college, or pro. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. The phone number. You want to email them? You can do so at Mike. Two guys, M-I-C and the number two, Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. Also, guys, the uh, show will be available anytime on our website, fan page. You can check out news and notes, all kind of info there. And that is uh, two guys, Mike. And, again, it's the number two, not spelled out. Two guys, Mike.com. So make sure you check out our website. The archive shows are on there. Let's talk real quick uh, some of the other baseball action from yesterday. And first we go to our uh, – other side of town, the south side, Chicago White Sox. They open up, uh, lose to Texas 4-2. to two. Mark Burley loses again. The Sox, been a tough season for them. They're coming off a sweep. And, Ben, it's kind of funny because Ozzie Guillen built the whole team around bunting and mm-hmm. running and small ball, my kind of team. And right now they can't do that for the life of them. But they're tied for the league in home runs. So everything Ozzie wanted, they're not doing. But uh, somehow... They were able to pull off a sweep over the weekend. Yeah, 26 home runs. That's pretty amazing. But, you know, if you can't get those bunts down, that's trouble because, you know, you got those suicide squeezes. And if you don't, if you don't have that, you know, you're not really a solid baseball team with the fundamentals down because you, you got the power team, but somehow that, that power is going to go because players do get into slumps. And if you can't hit home runs, then, and you can't bunt, can't do the fundamentals, then you're in trouble. And the Sox got to watch out for that. Traded away die. Traded away Tome. Emphasized on base percentage and playing small ball, and all they do is uh, hit 26 home runs and tie for the lead. It's like, would somebody listen to me and stop hitting home runs? Or sorry, us. But maybe Sam, if they could combine the surprising power and start playing the small ball better, maybe things will start to click. We can only hope. I, you can only hope. I, I sure don't hope so. You're not a Sox fan. No. Are you a Sox hater? You know, we had a discussion on the 1240 show last I, year. I have uh, my memory. I can't remember what happened yesterday. The Sox hater, the the uh, the Sox lover. It's uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, no approach to this question because you might lose some loyal listeners from. No, I, I can tell from here. your your body language and your speech of voice or your voice of speech. I can tell you're a Sox hater. You got that you got that hatred within you. I don't know where that, it comes from, but Cubs, I can tell. Cubs fan is a Sox hater. That's you know that's the difference between Cubs fans and Sox fans. Is that Sox fans? I think hate hate Cubs fans. Yes, like have a passion hate jealousy. But then Cubs fans, you know, they just the Sox are there. Yeah, they're part of Chicago. You know, yeah. you don't you don't really bother them. That that's yeah. the big difference I except, see in the Cubs and Sox fans. Except Sam. Except well, yeah. Well, apparently Sam, has some. Sam's there. Maybe it has to do with uh, being given the finger by Shaq. Somehow that translated. <laughs> he transferred that into hatred for the White Sox. I can't <laughs> quite figure it out, but clearly there is some psychosis that I can't help him with. Sam. 
I don't know. But 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 Ben, you uh, root for both teams or just you could? Well, you know, I'm I'm also one of those Cubs fans that you know I I don't really care about the Sox. I don't hate them. I I like to see them, you know, lose. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't go up to Sox games just to, you know, root for the other team and stuff like that. But I, I'm just more of a, those passive Cubs fans that, you know, Sox are there. If they lose, that's great. If they win, okay, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Now I have to give the Sox some credit because they've provided uh, some of the biggest thrills in my life. I, uh, ironically, I've been to four Sox games in my life. Two, one of them, the Burley no hitter. Wow, okay. you were there two, were you, uh, three years ago. Were you rooting for the other team and then rooting was, for a hit it, in the ninth inning? <laughs> it was the Yankees. So yes, I was rooting for the Yankees to uh, to do this. And then, okay. ironically, my the most recent White Sox game, the Burley Perfect game. Really? Yep. On behalf of all White Sox fans, wow. we need you to show up more often. <laughs> wow! So you were there for the year. I was there for both, and I, I, cool. I mean, I enjoyed it. I did, but I, uh, I couldn't help to. Uh, to pray that the other team drops some kind of bloop single and just to see the reaction. I just want to, you know, soak it all in. You know, David Olson, our producer, for 16 years old, this guy's got a lot of anger and vengeance in him, huh? It's unbelievable. Nowhere, who knows where you'll be when you're a mid-range, over-the-hill radio sports talk host like myself. It could get ugly down the road. Uh, how about some other baseball action? Uh, talk about some of the other teams. Yesterday, Minnesota knocked off Detroit 2 to nothing. Francisco Liriana, who was unbelievable... Two years ago, injured last year, he's come back strong. And uh, Ben, the Minnesota Twins, there they are again in first place, yeah. rolling, and they look like they're going to be the team to beat in the AL Central. Yeah, maybe it's I don't it's their new ballpark, maybe that that you know has got them. Which to be a so lot well. of people thought would hurt them. Really? Yeah, because it's outside and you know it's cold in Minnesota, but they've been playing well there, and they you know they've had um they've just had this good thing. I mean, I don't know if anyone expected them to be in first place. This this early in the season, but they've they've been having a great season. Um, they're definitely not looking back. They're looking ahead and they're going full steam ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mets swept the Dodgers yesterday. As we do a quick little MLB recap, Sam, they uh, have now won six in a row. Possible that the highest paid team in the National League maybe are going to get their money's worth. The Mets, or you think they'll? drop back down to mediocrity as they have actually worse than mediocrity in previous years. No, I mean they've got a great talented team, you know, they uh they work hard. They I believe they swept the Cubs. That's part of that six game maybe part of that six game win streak, I believe. And uh I think that with David Wright, Jose Reyes, they are they're a talented team. I don't know where they've been the past year or two, but uh hearing great things about a young player. I haven't seen this kid play uh, Ike Davis. Ike Davis also he's uh I believe he's an infielder infielder for them he's uh he stepped up big and uh kind of reminds me a little bit of a tyler colvin <laughs> except maybe maybe to a higher magnitude mm-hmm. yeah. he what is he's what is he batting 333 333 which is not which is not too bad a lot of really really good young players in major league baseball yeah. this year obviously jason hayward out of atlanta is the marquee guy but uh, i need to watch more of ike davis but he apparently is the real deal ben pittsburgh knots off milwaukee yesterday seven to three twenty Two games in a row, the Brewers have beaten Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is down going into the ninth inning. Wow! I mean, that's in baseball. Yeah. That's unbelievable streak. They score five in the ninth. The Pirates finally break the jinx and beat the Brewers. Amazing. Yeah, the Brewers are on a skid down. They they got swept by the Cubs. Um, they're loose to the Pirates, who they usually always beat. Um, and you know they they gotta come up big. I mean, they they got those solid players. They got Prince Fielder. Um, they got the Cubs, Jim Edmonds, who I thought they shouldn't have given away Jim Edmonds. I thought he was a solid player. He's been okay for them. Um, Ryan Braun, solid player. I, I don't see why solid. these... 
Salah, I better than Salah maybe. You know, I don't know. He he. He's got to show, you know, that he can lead this team because they're not winning right now. So someone's got to step up big, get those big home runs, get those big base hits, get on base. Mm-hmm. Um, and Milwaukee will start going up. But as for now, they're on a they're on a skid down. All right, St. Louis uh, beat the Atlanta Braves yesterday, Samuel, and uh, five to four. The Cardinals thirteen and seven. Atlanta has lost, I believe, seven in a row. It's Bobby Cox, their manager's final year. They were actually supposed to be pretty good this year, maybe. Just a little slump. You have slumps at different times of the year. But, uh, A, are the Cardinals going to be the team to beat as they are now? And, B, the Atlanta Braves' seven-game losing streak going to be a long season for Bobby Cox, or you think they turn it around? Now, I think that the Cardinals, sorry, their first question, the Cardinals are definitely the team to beat in the NL Central. Uh, probably next would probably be the contending Cubs, because you, you talked about the Brewers going down, Pirates, obviously. What did you call us, the contending Cubs? The contending Cubs. Okay, I like um, that. 10 and 11 right now. 10 and 11, one game under 500, but okay. that shows you how weak the NL is. <laughs> um, Cardinals, I just think too, uh, too much star power. Uh, Pujols, Holiday, pitching phenomenal. Wayne Wright, Carpenter, all those guys. And uh, for Bobby Cox, 75 years old. Guy's been around baseball longer than uh, the dirt next to the pitcher's mound, I think. Now, <laughs> when I'm 75 years old, I'm uh, I pray I still know how to walk. But let's <laughs> let, let's see that. Bobby Cox, great manager, great person, I believe. I don't know if I'm personally yet again, but I think that I think that the Braves are going to turn this around. They've won the NL East for multiple years in a row, several, uh, with their new guy uh, Jason Hayward. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a bust, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Um, I You're think the that, first expert, and I use that term in the loosest possible sense. You're the first expert I've heard that said Jason Hayward won't <laughs> be a great player. I don't believe so because Why? he's. Look how many strikeouts he has already. Yeah, he'll get one of the big power balls every once in a while, but uh, he he reminds me of a guy like uh, Vladimir Guerrero, uh, good home run hitter, but more often more often than not, he's going to strike out. Not sure that's the best analogy you want to make. He reminds you of Vladimir Guerrero, who many will say one of the top ten hitters in the past decade. He is a definite great hitter. I know that. I know. I know that he he does hit the long ball. But You're I'm talking I'm, about strictly from the strikeout. I'm, I'm, tra- I'm talking about the strikeout position here and. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, that's going to happen to all big players. I mean, Sammy Sosa led the league in strikeouts almost every year, and he still hit those all-home runs. I mean, granted, steroids maybe. But, um, you know, you, all these big hitters, they hit the home runs, but they're going to strike out a lot. And um, that's that's just what comes with hitting a lot of home runs. All right, uh, that was a quick MLB recap. I did want to go over some of our driving rules for the roads, do's and don'ts, but this one-hour show flies by way too quickly. Time flies when you're having fun or at least trying to have to do so but uh, Ben and Sam um, as we wrap it up any items we didn't get to any uh, final thoughts and make sure you plug your show one more time too uh, Chicago Blackhawks oh, yeah. Vancouver Canucks should be a great series we saw a great one last year uh, a lot of bad blood between these two teams mm-hmm. Adam Burrish, I remember last year the hair pulling reminds me of a bunch of five-year-old girls playing hockey but let's uh <laughs> let, let's go ahead and root for the Blackhawks they've done a phenomenal job let's see if they can keep it up Hope, uh, finally getting How- by a tough series with Nashville Two teams that dislike each other and have played against each other that much, Ben, uh, but then you come to the importance of playoff hockey. Will they be able to resist the physicality, or do you think after a few games there's going to be some, more than a few fisticuffs? Well, you know, that Nashville Nashville team was very physical. They got a, they got a lot from Nashville. And I think, um, once again, I, I've been saying this over and over again, is that these, these Blackhawks are a young team. And so once it, last year, you know, they were – they didn't know, you know, how special it is to be in the playoffs. 
And so, you know, they were just acting on instinct, acting on how they know how to play the game. And it's it's almost the same thing this year They because they've made it twice in a row. Um, they don't know how special it is to actually get to the playoffs. And they're just acting on instinct, playing playing their game. And their game is fast-paced, hard-hitting, and that's what the Blackhawks do. And I think the Canucks are, um, are, are just going to be a little roadblock in their way to the Stanley Cup. Yeah, we'll have a lot of hockey talk for sure coming up uh, on the TalkZone.com show. Two guys and a mic. Uh, Sam, real quick before we leave. A lot of our fans, Kentucky Derby horse racing fans, do you have a horse that you're going to be uh, to give out as a sneak pick coming up this Saturday? The 136 running, and I've been there for 53 of them. The 136 running of the best two minutes in all of sports, the Kentucky Derby. You, you're asking me for a name of a horse. You should have seen some of these names of the horses. <laughs> they, they give these horses names like Indian Chief Warriors of uh, yeah. ancient <laughs> philosophers and everything of all the above. I, you know, these horses, I I don't know why this, uh, no offense taken to you, but I, I don't see the interest of horses running around in a circle. Okay. That's just not me. It's like NASCAR? Like NASCAR. Okay. You use gas, you run around in a circle, once in a while you get a little crash. I don't find a thrill in that. We've got a couple of horses we're supporting here from very small stables down in Mississippi. We've been uh, promoting these horses. It's You Can't Reach. Very good horse coming out of the small stable. Uh Go Scratch, you might want to bet on Go Scratch, and uh, one of the horses coming over from Asia, Who Flung Dung, running out of the nine <laughs> post. Those are the three horses we're picking. All right. By the way, it's you can reach. It's a horse. He runs very angry. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, Ben and Sam, real quick now, when can we hear you again? Saturday, 9 to 10 a.m., WGBK 88.5 FM Glenview, or on the Internet at gbsradio.com. Beautiful. Very good. Thanks so much for coming in, guys. Much appreciated. Coach, thank you. We look forward to uh, working with you yet again. All right. You're taking the purple line and the orange line to get to the Cub game, right? Uh, yeah, I believe it's yellow, yellow red. red. Yellow, yellow red. red. Could turn into a shade of violet. We'll see. It's a 120 start time. They'll probably wander there about 4 o'clock. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We do it every day at 10 o'clock. Two guys and a mic. David Olson, our producer, thank you so much. Have a great day.